Uh, all of us are familiar with the most famous book in the New Testament. What is it? John three sixteen. Could we all say that together? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Amen. Now, the next verses are just as important, but they don't get quoted as often. So we're going to look today at John chapter 3, verses 17 through 21. John 3, 16 is that wonderful verse that we just quoted, reminding us of how much God loves us, what he did to save us, and then uh, what we can have by trusting in him. But then he says in John chapter 3, verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Isn't that good news? But whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment that light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and he does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true, that is from a true heart, a redeemed heart, comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Isn't that a great passage of Scripture? Several things that I see in this. Number one is that Jesus did not come to condemn us. That's wonderful news, isn't it? Now, he could have, he could have come and he could have pointed a finger at every person on earth and said, you're a sorry sinner. And he would have been right. And we know it's right, don't we? I was thinking this last week. I was just thinking, you know, I don't know. I don't know any of you that are committing sins. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? that, that You know, if you, if you thought that I knew what you were doing, anytime I preached on that, you'd think I was meddling in your business. But I don't. I don't know. But I do know this. I know that all of us, are weak. I know that all of us are tempted, and I know that all of us have a nature that loves darkness, even though we have a new nature that loves light. And that's a scary thing, isn't it? And Jesus said, I haven't come to condemn you. I didn't come to shame you. I didn't come to point a finger at you. I didn't come to blame you. I came to save you. I've come as a rescuer. It'd be like if there was an island out somewhere and everybody on that island had malaria and deadly malaria. They were going to die from it and somebody came to that island with the cure for malaria. They would not come in there and say, well, you sorry malaria people, how dare you have... No, they, didn't, they wouldn't come to shame them or blame them or accuse them they already knew they had malaria. They came to rescue them. They came to help them. And Jesus knew we were sinners. 
but he came not to condemn us, but to save us. And he came to save us from judgment. Now, he, someday Jesus will come again, and someday he will judge the world in perfect righteousness. But he came not to judge us. He came to save us from judgment. He came to save us from sin. The, the angel said to Mary, you'll call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. He wants to save us, not just from going to hell when we die. He wants to save us from the sin that grips our heart here and now. He wants to save us from selfishness. He wants to save us from the works of the flesh. The Bible tells us that there are there's something in us that is from Adam's nature that loves darkness. It loves sin. Now, before we're saved, that's all we have. We, we just loved sin. When I, before I was a Christian, I, I loved to sin. And I, I loved to pretend that I didn't love sin. In fact, when I got saved and I began to give my testimony, my mother was shocked. She said, son, I had no idea you were so evil. I said, because I didn't act that way around you. And you know, it's amazing. Sometimes I hear people say, well, I just can't help talking like I talk. Well, that's not true. You don't talk that way around your mother, you know. You don't act, you know, a... One boy was with his girlfriend sitting on the couch, and he was getting a little bit too uh, frisky, and she was saying, no, stop, stop, stop. And he said, I can't stop. I just can't stop. And she said two words that just stopped him. Hi, Dad. (laughs) And he suddenly thought her dad had entered the room, and suddenly he found out he could stop. And I'm telling you, we, we can, but, but before we're saved, we live in darkness. We love darkness. Then even after we're saved, there is still that pull. The Bible describes it like a battle between the flesh and the spirit. And uh, he says that the solution to this is believing in Jesus. But now not believing about Jesus... Did you know the devil believes about Jesus? (laughs) The devil knows who Jesus is, and he has great confidence in who Jesus is. But that's not saving faith. Saving faith is when I believe in him in such a way that it changes my life. I receive him. I don't just believe in him. I believe about him. I receive him. And he lives in me. And now there's a new nature that fights to overcome the old nature. And the thing about it, see, we're condemned already. Jesus didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us. And our attitude toward the light is what makes the difference. It's our, it's our attitude toward Jesus It says that that this is the judgment. Light has come into the world, and men preferred the darkness over the light. 
like to talk to all the young people for just a minute. By the way, if you're in school, if you're, uh, say, between age 6 and 18, how about coming up here just a minute? Y'all just come on up, up here. Come on and just get right here in the front so I can talk right to you. There we go. Come right on. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you that if you've trusted Jesus as your Savior, that's wonderful. But I also want you to know that there's a battle and there is an enemy. There is someone who absolutely wants to trick you, deceive you, and even destroy you if he possibly can. The Bible calls him Satan or the devil, and it said he's like a roaring lion just looking for young people and all people to just gobble up, to destroy. And here's how he'll do it. He'll do it through deception. He'll make you think that what he's asking you to do or leading you to do or prompting you to do, that it's not that bad. And he will do it through media. Most of you have opportunity to see social media. He'll do it through music. Music today is a powerful force. It has a shaping mentality. That's why I love our music here. But the devil has music too. And then he'll do it through the influence of other friends. There'll be people that you go to school with, and they don't go to church with you. And they don't know Jesus, and they don't love Jesus, but they love darkness. And they want to pull you into the darkness. And they will do everything possible to try to trick you. You see, it, it's not just that they're lying to you. They tell the lies in such a way that they sound so believable. It's what Satan did in the very first, in the Garden of Eden. He said to, to Eve, look, this will taste good. Doesn't this look good? Listen to what I'm saying. He used her ear gate, her eye gate, and her taste gate to try to trick her into sinning against God. And I'm telling you, you remember the song we used to sing, Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. Because there's a father up above who's looking down in love. So be careful what you hear, say, taste, see. But I want to tell you this. There's an enemy down below who uses those very things. What you see, whether it's on screen or whether it's in a book or a magazine or whatever... What you hear, whether it's on radio or CD or whatever, you know, your, your music. I'm amazed at how many young people tell me, I love worldly music. You know what worldly music is? It's got a hook in it, and it just grabs you, and it pulls you, and it pulls you into the dark. And then they say, well... These friends of mine, they're not so bad. Yeah, but are they godly? 
Are they good friends? So I'm appealing to you. Look here. I'm going to beg you today. Please, please, please. Watch for the enemy. He is out to get you. And he wants to get you early. He wants to, you to hide things from your parents. He wants you to hide things from your teachers. He wants you to hide things from your pastor so that what you're doing, you know where that is? That's in the dark. You're doing it in the dark because you don't want it seen. You don't want people to know about it because that's how Satan works, by getting you in the dark. And so I'm pleading with you, walk in the light. Let the light shine in your heart and walk in the light so people will not influence you, but you can influence others. And you can bring people into the light who are trying to bring you into the dark. You do that. Okay, God bless you. Go back to your seat. Now, now to the adults, everything I just said to them is true for you and for me. We are not, we are not, just because we're grown doesn't mean that we are now uh, out of Satan's target range. He just uses different kinds of bait, and he uses different kinds of influences, and he uses different kinds of deception, but his goal is the same. The Bible says that Satan was a liar from the beginning, and that his goal is death. He's a murderer and a liar, the Bible says. His goal is to take you down, and his method is to do it by deception and by lies. And so I would say to us, us grown folks, be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you listen Listen, there's lots of great, great stuff to listen to. Be careful what you watch. There are some good things to watch, less and less today, but there are some good things to watch. I love watching The Chosen. My wife and I are watching The Chosen over again. And uh, there are lots of good, good things. But I'm telling you, for every good thing, there's a dozen or a hundred dangerous things. And you say, well, I, I don't think that affects me. I don't think it bothers me. You know, I've had people say, well, you know, what I watch and what I listen to doesn't affect me. Well, why do you think people put it out there? It is to affect you. That's their goal. And they do it sometimes intentionally to grab you and pull you in into the darkness. And then even, even what seems like innocent things can mislead us into doing wrong things. When my brother and I were little, we went to the movies one Saturday. We watched the cowboys pull a rope across the road and trip some horses that the bad guys were riding. 
And we went home, thought how much fun it would be to try to trip a car. So we tied a rope to a tree on one side of the road, pulled that rope across the road, and my brother said, well, when the car hits it, what if it jerks it out of our hands? I said, well, let's wrap it around the fire hydrant three times. And we did. He said, okay. Well, still, what if it pulled? I said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll tie the rope to you, and I'll hold on to you. And so, sure enough, here comes the car. Thankfully, it was a neighbor that just lived a house two down, so he was already slowing down. He hit that rope, and my brother just was gone out of my hand. He made three trips around the fire hydrant and was headed right under the wheels of that car. And... uh the man, he was actually a lawyer, lived next door to us, and he opened his car door and looked and said, boy, what are you doing? And my brother didn't know what to say, so I, I answered. I said, we, we were just trying to trip your car like the cowboys did the horses. And, and he said, well, you boys are stupid. <laughs> he said some other things, too, and I, I'm not sure I could repeat some of the things he said. But then my mother got out there about that time, and we paid a dear, dear price. And she said, whatever gave you that idea? We said, well, we saw it at the movies. Now, not everybody's that stupid. But I learned that day that even things we watch, if we're not very smart, they can make us think Something's okay to try and do. And look, you start watching movies, listening to influences around you, listening to music where it's talking, using profanity and vulgarity and sexual stuff, I guarantee you it'll affect you. And don't you dare say, oh, it doesn't affect me. Listen, even your mom and dad, it affects them. So moms and dads, let's be careful. Big eyes, what we watch. Be careful. Big ears, what we hear. And be careful. Big mouths, what we say. Because there's a father up above who's looking down in love and there's an enemy down below who is trying to keep you from growing in grace so we don't have to we don't have to try to love the darkness there's just something that's like gravity that's just automatically pulling us toward darkness we have to intentionally walk in the light and we do that by having our faith focused on him that's why he says that those everyone who does wicked things hates the light and he does not come to the light why because his works would be exposed 
My wife and I lived in a little shotgun house back in Jackson, Tennessee years ago. And one night I heard she went in the kitchen something and I heard her scream. I thought somebody had broken into the house. And I went running in there with, you know, ready to defend my wife. And there were roaches all over the yard, all over the floor. And they were all running this way and that way. And I thought, what in the world? You mean those things were all out here? When the lights were off, they were all out in the floor. But as soon as the light came on, they scurried away. And there's something in us that's the same way. There's something in us that if we can hide it, if we can if we can try to make sure that somebody doesn't know about it. And most of us are masters of disguise. Most of us know how to wear our halo when we're around Christian people and wear our horns when we're around non-Christian people. So what do you love? Do you love the light? I love the light. You say, well, do you ever slip over into the darkness? Unfortunately, there are a few times that I sometimes lean toward the darkness because there's still a part in me. The Bible calls it the flesh. There's a flesh in me that used to love the darkness and still has an appetite for it. So what do I do? I have to walk intentionally in the light keep myself out in the open accountable and in the light and if I don't do that the darkness will begin to close in so Jesus didn't come to condemn us we were already condemned but he says I came to be the light and if you will believe in me and walk in the light, then you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. If you walk in the Spirit, walk in the light, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So the invitation this morning is if you have not put your trust in Jesus, receive him today. And if you are already a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. Now, you know the pull. You feel the pull. I've never, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who didn't know they had sinned. I, I, I can't think of anybody that ever said to me, I have never sinned one time. I knew one guy that said he lived over sin once, but come to find out he meant he lived in a, upstairs apartment over a pool hall in New Orleans. That's the only way you're going to live above sin in this world is to do it spatially. You're not going to do without sin because we're condemned already. But Jesus said, I haven't come to condemn you. I've come to save you. I've come to be your rescuer. I've come to give you life and to shine the light and if you will walk in the light, you'll stay out of the dark.
Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I ask you now in the name of Jesus to speak to our hearts. Lord, I, well, I just pray for our children, our teenagers here in our church. Lord, I love them, each of them so much, and I want more than anything in the world to see them avoid the hook, to see them avoid taking the bait and, and being caught by, by the dark. And I pray that you'll help them to love the light. And I know even if they're only 9 or 10 or 12, 15 years old, they're capable of walking in the light by your grace. Help them, Lord Jesus, to walk in the light. And then I pray for their parents. I pray for the adults here. Lord, we feel the pull too. And we know that darkness is always calling. Darkness, hide, hide, hide. And walk in the dark. Lord, we resist it and we push against it and we say, light, shine, light, shine on us so that we will walk in the light. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.